This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Our next guest uh, definitely grooving into the sound of this. And I for good reason, he does love that commercial. That is the dulcet tones of Mitchell Modell. He's chairman and chief executive officer of Modell Sporting Goods. He is joining us in our Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio. Nice to have you here with Jason and myself. I always love coming here. It's a great atmosphere. I love the way you take care of the associates. It's fabulous. Well, thank you. That's nice to hear. It is a pretty cool place. Um, talk to us about your place because you guys have been around. It's family owned, 130 years. There's some great history in it and for those of us especially here on the east coast this is where we go um often for any kind of sporting sporting goods uh type of equipment and apparel so you guys though like much of the retail environment uh, mitchell are at a tough point listen retail is tough out there i mean you could see the apocalypse that's taking place you know uh, Pier 1 just closed 451 stores, they announced. Macy's is closing mm-hmm. 125 stores over the next three years. From what I hear, there's going to be about five or six more bankruptcies filing in the next two weeks. It is tough out there. You and know, you guys are closing stores. So we decided on Thursday to close 24 stores. We were able to renegotiate uh, our uh, landlords uh, on some of the rent structures. And so we just announced between Saturday and yesterday, we reopened five of those stores that were due to close. So now we're only closing 19 stores. And so, and, and give us the, the rationale, the, 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 the cost structure, the business just wasn't matching up, Mitchell? You know, when we look at, we hired BRG, a company who does restructuring. They've yeah. been running incredible models for us, looking at our four wall structures to see what's taking place. We gotta get rid of the, the stores that just aren't making money. They're bleeding cash from the company. And so we were able to restructure some of the leases where we bring down the occupancy cost where now we can make money on a going forward basis. So we're able to save 98 jobs. So leaner and meaner, that is a sustainable model for you guys going forward? Yes. You know, it's like pruning a tree, right? If you prune a tree, the tree grows. If you don't... I got to ask you though, why didn't you prune sooner? You know what? Sometimes... It's a great question. Sometimes, you know, you avoid making those tough decisions, but when your back's against the wall, every option's on the table. Now I'm looking to preserve 3,300 jobs. You know, so you look at the landscape in a little different uh, viewpoint. Talk to us about your customer and how that customer has changed uh, over the years. I mean, I I was uh, juking out here in Los Angeles to the Gotta Go to Moe's. Uh, you know, I've taken my sons there for years, whether it's for baseball or lacrosse or football or my own, you know, like running shorts and things like that. And yet I know a lot of people who, you know, they're going to, uh, I'll say the A word, they're ordering through Amazon right. or they're going to a, a competitor. Uh, tell us how your customers have changed. So, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's so easy. I could even tell in my own apartment building when you see FedEx packages coming on Sunday at nights I mean it's an easy way for people to shop so a huge initiative for us as a company you know the online shopping experience but brick and mortar still is critically important for the kid that wants to buy a baseball glove a little league they want to touch that cleat you want to see the smile on the face first time they bought a little league glove you know mm. you can't get that kind of emotion buying online so we're hoping that with those kind of experiences 
will be able to continue. And help me, get me up to speed. Um, in terms of an online presence, how big is it for you guys? Underdeveloped. It's still our number one store. It's about 5% of our sales. Okay. Our, our goal is to be 10% over the next three years. Three years, though. But you don't have three years. And forgive me, because I think about... I'm listening to what? you talk. You're, 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 no, you're no, no, killing no. us already. I know. No, no, no. Listen, I mean, I love the brand, and I love these family-run businesses. Um, but I think about even a Target who kind of missed... Walmart, right? It took them... They played catch-up big time. But you don't have three years in an environment where things change so quickly, and consumers move on they just do so how do you i mean could do you think first of all that online could be a really important part of your business oh it is an important part of our business and it will continue which is why for the first time in our company's history we're looking to get a minority selling a minority interest in our company we've been privately held right. for 130 years always been passed down on the torch we'll never go public we'll never sell equity times have changed all options on the table. And, you know, hopefully we use this platform for people that say, you know what? I like this guy who's thinking outside of the box. Maybe we'll invest in him. And that's the whole purpose of me doing all these kind of interviews the last 72, 96 hours. Who's your ideal investor then, Mitchell? You know what? It's probably the individual guy, you know, looking at, let's say, at a billion that says, you know what? He wants to sell a minority interest. Maybe I'll take a shot with them. We have an iconic brand. It's not like the brand is broken. The model is broken. And when I say the model is broken, it's because our core structure. And by, again, bringing in uh, BRG to analyze our cost and to see how we want to move forward, getting rid of unprofitable stores is one way to put the path onto success. So accredited investors or anyone? Anybody. We're, we're open. So we hired RBC, yeah. who was an investment banker. Right. Uh, because of all the interviews we've done, we've sent a lot of investors towards them. They're flushing it out as we speak. And hopefully in the next 72, 96 hours, we'll see if there's a possible live one out there. You are listening to Bloomberg Business Week. Jason Kelly here in Los Angeles. Carol Masser in New York well, City. And next to you is Mitchell Modell. Right. We are uh, chairman and CEO of Modell Sporting Goods. And we're talking about this. This is like many retail. They're struggling and trying to figure things out for the future, and they're taking really their story and their woes to outside investors. We're going to continue our conversation um, when we come back, but I do want to ask you, because you and I were talking a little bit about Bob Iger in the break, uh, just got about a minute and a half here. Who's the CEO or who's the company that you really look to that you say, okay, they figured out kind of this new world, especially when it comes to the retail space or just generally overall? I think Brian has done an incredible, incredible job at uh, Target. You're talking about, he, yeah. He has done an incredible job. To see his back against the wall, when he came out with those major initiatives, how he's investing big time. Brian Cornell. Brian Cornell. Um, and I know he's giving you a hard time. He's a, he's a dear friend. Because I was saying he's that He's a dear miss, friend, and he's, he's also a competitor. But you know what? I have so much respect for him for what he did. I mean, he stepped out of the box he said, I'm investing in my stores, investing in technology, investing in the inlet, internet, and everyone thought he was crazy. And now three years later, I mean, his stock is through the roof, and uh, he's the darling of Wall Street. And we're continuing our conversation with Mitchell Modell. He's the chairman and CEO of Modell Sporting Goods, a multi-generational business familiar to many of the us who live in the New York City area. And Mitchell, I want to talk more about your potential deal, but I have sort of a parent-slash-dad question for you, which is tell me what you're seeing in terms of youth sports and in terms of sports in general. What's 
rising in popularity? What is waning in popularity? You have one of the best windows into this that I can think of. So baseball and soccer are definitely on the uptick. Uh, football, really? because of all the um, problems with you know the brain and the, the tackling and right. you know concerns about injuries, has, right? Injuries has has really slowed down. We could even see in our team week signups that you know a lot of the teams that used to be set up three years ago like half of them are gone already. They're switching to other sports. Even lacrosse is an issue with some of uh, safety issues. So yeah, parents are more concerned about safety today than ever before. And I do wonder about, like, how do you track in terms of the changing customer base, your demographics that are coming in? Has, has much changed over the last couple of years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How so, so one of the things we subscribe to is MPD. So they're a search firm that gets a lot of data from all our competitors. So we could see, yeah. are we bucking the trend? Are we following the trend? And you know, you could, uh, our intel from the store level is pretty strong. Every week, we get a roll up of feedback from our stores to the district managers, gets fed to the merchants. So it, we get, we're pretty on top of like what's happening, trends, why is it up, why is it down? But on I mean, a weekly a, basis. But a, you know, because we go back and forth about a younger generation. I mean, there's still the majority of shopping is on is in brick and mortar it's just the growth is online and i do wonder do you still see a younger generation come i mean i guess it is right because they know that's where they go correct for for you know various equipment and so on but you know it's it's listen i can even tell by my own kids right my two boys 17 and 18 you know they buy a lot online where we didn't grow up like that you know we're not tech uh, gurus like they are and so it's again it's part of the world that's changing you know technology is playing a huge part on the buying habits of the consumer and so what do your stores look like going forward then Mitchell is it a smaller footprint is it a different sort of interactivity do you staff them differently how do you create the sort of sports apparel sports retailer of the future so a hundred percent will be smaller footprint you know, mm. when we opened up stores and we went larger and bigger, today with the internet, we call it the endless aisle. So you can have the basic core assortment in a store, and if someone wants to go online, they'll see hundreds of baseball bats, hundreds of ball gloves. You can't stock that right. in, in, a, in a retail environment today. A, it's very cost-intensive, and B, you have a space problem. But by, or, by offering the core assortment and offering it online, you could cover both... Uh, both consumers. So, so let's go back to, you know, you really are, like I said, you know, pitching out to the public to help you uh, in terms of keeping the company going. Like, what are the kind of funds that you're looking for and what kind of response have you gotten so far? You did say you're working with a firm. Right. We're not allowed. I was told legally we can't uh, tell, like, what percent we're looking for and what kind of uh, right. what, uh, dollar amount. All I could say is, if you're interested, go to Mitchell.Models, Mitchell.Models at Models.com. Send me an email, I'll pass it on to our investment banker, and they'll take over from there. And they'll ultimately decide in terms of figuring out which investors? Well, they, they or flush is it, it anybody? out. Yeah, yeah, okay. They'll flush it out. I talk to them every single day. What's happening? Who do you have? Let me hear. And it's that kind of dialogue. Again, it only started up in the last five days. And so, Mitchell, have you thought, uh, I dare say, about selling the whole thing? At this stage, I would say everything is on the table. That's not our first preference. Our first preference is selling in a minority interest. But if someone came and offered us a deal, I'd have to look at everything. I owe it to our associates. I owe it to our family. 
Is there ultimately to maybe just going forward an online route for you guys rather than a brick and mortar? No. 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 Brick and mortar, brick and mortar, that's our heritage, it's our roots. It's still a very important part, but there's still the great opportunity to build the online presence better than it is today. I have to ask you, because Jason and I have a lot of um, conversations with executives, and sometimes we ask about, you know, people they admire or, you know, if there's one thing that they, you know, a mistake that they learned from. Is there anything that you would have done differently in terms of the business? Just got about 40 seconds. Probably looking where we expanded. We expanded in the Northeast to like Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. We thought that would be a bridge uh, from New York, and uh, the bridge didn't work. You know, it yeah. took a lot of money, a lot of time, effort, and energy to build our brand. And then we were just out uh, competed by Dick Sporting Goods and Bob's. All right. Well, we wish you well, and um, hopefully you'll come back and tell us how things go. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. Mitchell Modell, he's chairman and chief executive officer of Modell Sporting Goods. Uh, Jason, of course, in our Bloomberg Interactive Brokers studio here in New York. And as you've said, I've shopped at them. My family has over the years, and I know oh, you goodness. are with your son. Oh, so it's certainly Lord. something I, I well have... known. If you looked at my credit card statements, you'd see a lot of Modell's lines uh, on there. Uh, there's one on White Plains Road, Terrytown Road, uh, uh, right between our house and uh, White Plains. So, uh, and a frequent customer in New York City as well.